The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show, Friday edition. That means it's the final hour of the week. Hope you have a good weekend plan. Weather should improve dramatically this afternoon, tomorrow. Maybe some showers tomorrow, but out before kickoff. Ohio State plays tomorrow night at 7.30. The big Akron game. Uh, did you see, Aaron, Ohio State released the hype video for the Akron game? Are you a uh, connoisseur, purveyor of hype videos? Yeah, I'll check out a hype video here and there, but no, I've not seen the Akron one. Do you need a hype video when you're playing a team that's lost 23 out of 25? Yeah, is the hype video about just beating someone when they're down? <laughs> I'm like, I think I'd not <laughs> hype that one. I think I would trust my recruiting, my coaching could get me through the Akron game, but uh, we have... Bengals and uh, Bengals and Steelers on Sunday. Cincinnati in Pittsburgh. We're the home of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Cleveland Browns play the Chicago Bears. That one will be of note because the Bears will start former Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields in that one because former Bengals quarterback Andy Dalton is hurt. I don't really think he's hurt that bad. I just think he's conveniently hurt. Speaking of convenience, COVID is a very convenient tool that Joe Biden and the Democrats are using I think, as a template to take away our freedom. Yeah, I'm not going to mince words on this anymore. It's becoming too glaringly apparent, given what's happening in other countries and given what's happening here. Did you know that overnight, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, ruled that Pfizer COVID booster shots are okay for essential workers. Now you're saying, wait a minute, I heard something about the COVID booster shots. Let's go back on the COVID boosters. Okay, a couple weeks ago, Joe Biden was at the White House saying, hey, we got the COVID boosters, they're locked and loaded, everybody's ready for COVID boosters, we can't wait to roll out the COVID boosters. And then a week ago, the CDC met and voted 16 to 2 against COVID boosters. Not ready. People don't need them. Well, then it was, okay, uh, 65 and older need the COVID booster or those who are immunocompromised. Now, overnight, Rochelle Walensky, the one who had the uh, impending fear of doom a couple of months back, she rules unilaterally that, oh, yeah, uh, essential workers can get the COVID booster too. Now, what's interesting about this is Joe Biden had a speech this morning at the White House that was scheduled and on his schedule yesterday. It's not unusual. They typically put speeches upcoming that they know are coming on the schedule a day ahead, maybe a couple days ahead. But Joe Biden was scheduled to give a COVID talk at the White House this morning, and then overnight... Without any more hearings, without any more evidence, without anything, Rochelle Walensky expands the use of COVID booster shots from just those 65 and older to essential workers. She overnight gives Joe Biden a talking point. Now, why did she do that? 
I don't know. But it certainly has an interesting appearance, does it not? It certainly appears that. Somebody communicated to her, hey, we need some good news. We need something to talk about. We need an expansion of the booster shots. That's fishy to me. That is fishy to me. Uh, The New York Times earlier this week said that this is not something Rochelle Walensky would do. That she would not break, quote, with the usual protocol, meaning her board deciding who got the COVID booster shots, because doing otherwise would undermine the process and upset the advisors as well as her own staff. But that is exactly what she did. Exactly what she did. Now, tomorrow in the Netherlands, everybody above the age of 13 will need a digital COVID certificate. Keep that three-letter combination in the back of your head. Hi, Mr. Hooley. Do you have your DCC? What is your digital COVID certificate in the Netherlands? Well, it is a QR code that you have to possess in order to be allowed to enter restaurants, bars, theaters, cinemas, and concert halls. Basically, the things that add texture, entertainment, and enjoyment to your life. How do you get that DCC, Digital COVID Certificate? Well, you either have to be vaccinated, you either have to be tested negative, or in the Netherlands, at least, you have to have recovered from COVID within the past 160 days. Now, I'm not sure the American DCC would include that because recovered from COVID in the past 160 days means that you have natural immunity. We don't acknowledge natural immunity here. We don't acknowledge the presence of natural immunity. You never hear it talked about unless it's from hosts like me or legislators like Rand Paul saying, why don't we consider natural immunity? I played you the audio a week or so ago where Sanjay Gupta of CNN asked Anthony Fauci, I get asked about natural immunity, Dr. Fauci. What kind of place, what kind of value, what kind of preeminence do we put on natural immunity? And Fauci goes, you know, that's a good question. We'll have to take a look at that. So they haven't looked at it. They don't want to look at it. They don't prioritize it. They don't elevate it. They don't esteem it in any way. Now, you must be figuring, well, if you have to have a digital COVID certificate in the Netherlands, then COVID must be running rampant in the Netherlands. They must have, like, nobody vaccinated in the Netherlands. Those Dutch, they must be naysayers, anti-vaxxers, those Dutch. In fact, 85% of the Dutch population is currently already fully vaccinated. And combined with natural immunity, that would mean that mm, upwards of 95% of their population is bulletproofed against COVID. How many people do they have in the ICU in all of the Netherlands with COVID right now? 200. 200. So that is not a population that is at great risk from COVID at all. Yet they are enacting a digital COVID certificate. And they are looking for ways to enforce it going forward because they've already classified COVID as an A-label disease. What else is an A-label disease in the Netherlands? Ebola. Now, do you think COVID is as dangerous as Ebola? Does the data support that? Does anyone with a working brain think that Ebola and COVID are the same thing. No, 
But in the Netherlands, they are classified exactly the same. I hearken back to a day early in the pandemic, right after they canceled March of 2020, the NBA basketball season, the NCAA basketball tournament. They canceled the Arnold Sports Festival. They canceled a bunch of things. They shut down schools. They canceled the state tournaments in basketball in the state of Ohio. And I remember distinctly sitting in my chair in the basement where I start my mornings every day with my Bible, and I thought, this is a scary time. I don't, I don't want to see my kids get this disease that I don't know much about and die. I don't want to get it. I'm in the dark on it. What does it mean? And I remember writing in my journal, all this stuff we're doing, all these precautions we're taking, they seem pretty sensible to me. But I had a nagging thought. And that nagging thought was, I never would have believed that the United States of America would surrender its freedoms, the people of the United States of America, would just so willingly surrender their freedoms unless somebody found a way to come in here with an overwhelming military force and took those freedoms at the point of a gun. But in fact, what we've done is we've surrendered those freedoms because we've all been gripped by fear. Fear has enabled those in authority, who we presume had good intentions, to take away our freedom. We just handed it over to them. And I think similarly, when we ponder, or at least when I've always pondered, the loss of my freedom, I've pondered the loss of my freedom the way I envision what it would have been like to grow up in Soviet Russia, East Germany, communist China, Cuba, thrown in a prison, never fed, never bathed. But that might not be what the loss of freedom looks like. It is possible to be degraded, to be demoralized, to be dehumanized without being physically tormented. They're doing it to the people who walked into the Capitol. And they did walk in, by the way, on January the 6th. You see the latest video released by a judge the Biden administration said, oh, oh, you can't show this. It'll give people a pathway how to storm the Capitol. Now, some people did storm into the Capitol. But a lot of the people just just, just kind of walked in. If it was an insurrection, it's the first insurrection in history that was going to be accomplished by people taking selfies. So that's what I am concerned about is that our privileges and rights will be taken away and our ability to function in society will be severely compromised because you'll need permission for everything. And maybe it starts with COVID, but then there become ways to identify, you know, are you on board with the new world order and how we view Issues of sexuality, morality, all those things. If you're not on board with that, well, I'm sorry. Your QR code doesn't unlock this door. It doesn't admit you to this restaurant. It doesn't enable you to do this or do that. That, I think, is a real and present danger. We're not even one year in to this administration. And it's an administration that clearly, clearly 
cares more about optics than it does about substance. If you don't believe it, I'll demonstrate it to you next on The Bruce Hooley Show. Talking about the dangers of what's going on in the Netherlands, where starting tomorrow you need a digital COVID certificate. And pairing that with how many freedoms and liberties have been suspended in our country or compromised by COVID. And I think it's a license for the Democrats to identify naysayers, unbelievers. And when you look at how much appearance matters to the Biden administration, I think there's a couple instances out there that we can draw from that underscore the importance of my point and the veracity of my point. Case in point, the border situation now is not a problem for the Biden administration because they can't make sense of the math. They just openly lie about the math, and you're not supposed to ask them any questions about it. Remember, Saturday, it's 15,000 migrants at the border under the bridge in Del Rio, Texas. We kept asking for numbers. Where are they going? How many are left? We'll get you the numbers. We'd be happy to get you the numbers. Well, how about the number? I don't have it right now. Does Department of Homeland Security have it? The head, Alejandro Mayorkas. Oh, Senator, I'd be glad to get you that number. Was it an urgent thing for them to provide a number? No. What was urgent was for them to act upon the lies that border agents on horseback were whipping Haitian migrants illegally entering the country. Alejandro Mayorkas barked at someone yesterday on a conference call who referred to these Haitian migrants as illegal immigrants. He goes, ah, you know, I have issued a directive that we no longer use the term illegal immigrants. We call them non-citizens. Hmm. Well, they would dearly love to make them citizens, and in fact, they are making many of them citizens. 15,000 at the border. We finally got the numbers yesterday. 1401 returned to Haiti. 3206 in the custody of Customs and Border Protection. 3881 remain under the bridge. If you're doing the math in your head, you're going, "Eh, there's 6,000, 7,000, 8,401. Where are the other 5,599? They're probably already in our country. They're not going to give you the rundown on that. But the optics of the situation, the optics of Haitians coming into the country don't bother them, but the optics of border agents on horseback bothers them enough that they got to that right away. We feel those images are horrible and horrific. There is an investigation the president certainly supports overseen by the Department of Homeland Security, which he has conveyed will uh, will happen quickly. I can also convey to you that the secretary also conveyed to civil rights leaders earlier this morning that we would no longer be using horses in Del Rio. Uh, So that is something, a policy change that has been made in response. Now, leave it to Jonah Goldberg of the dispatch, not the Columbus dispatch, his his paper is called the dispatch, to point out the lunacy of the Biden administration focusing on horse aesthetics, not on how many migrants are, oh, excuse me, illegal immigrants 
are being allowed into our country by Joe Biden's policies. And the idea that the biggest controversy right now is the aesthetics of a photo of a horse and a guy on a horse doing something that people were wrong about as being the thing that the White House is scrambling to fix just shows you how optics matter more to this White House and to Democrats in general on these issues than the actual substance of the policy. Yeah, the optics matter more. The optics of a rainbow on the wall of a classroom in New Richmond, Ohio. The optics of no more horses. And that means that we're dealing with the immigration problem in a compassionate way. Never mind that these are people who are in violation of the rule of law in our country. The optics are bad. And so we must eliminate those optics. We don't need to eliminate the problem. We just need to eliminate the optics. Because if nobody knows about it, if nobody sees it, that's why they wanted to to ground the Fox News drone that was giving you the pictures from Del Rio, Texas. Because a problem doesn't exist if you don't see it. And they would dearly love for you not to see it. Are they still talking at all about Afghanistan? Are they getting questions about how many... American citizens remain in Afghanistan? How many green card holders remain in Afghanistan? Of course not. Because if the troops are gone and the news coverage ceases, then the problem doesn't exist. Whether people are being beheaded, murdered, taken advantage of as women or not, they're the party of compassion, remember? But for there to be a problem, there actually has to be a picture. There has to be a news story. There has to be somebody talking about it. They're not going to talk about it. Because that would bring attention to it. That's why Biden's not going to the border. Because if he goes to the border, the cameras follow. He doesn't want the cameras at the border. It's really deplorable what they're doing to all of us.